Gemara Yoma, Daf Ayin Gimel, Masechet has been dedicated anonymously. For the success of couples that are trying to have children, Be'azat Hashem Yibarech Otam, Bore'olam, Zarah Hayam, Be'kayama, Amen, Ken Yinatzon. So today's Daf is on Ayin Bet, Amud Bet, that's where we begin. We're on the bottom, one, two, three, four lines down. Be'elu Mish'alin Be'urim Betumim. So we said in the Mishnah <coughs> that the Kohen Gadol has the Urim Vitumim, it's the breastplate, the breastplate had the 12 stones. We'll see that there was letters written, etched on the stones. And inside the flap was the Sheva Meforash. And that Sheva Meforash would uh, animate the Hoshin when questions were asked, so they would offer uh, the divine answer. But the Torah says that the Kohen Gadol uh, must be wearing the eight begadim when he wants to use the uh, horseshoe. You can only ask the Kohen Gadol questions when he's wearing the eight begadim. Be'elu, meaning be'eshwona begadim, nish'alim be'urim v'tumim. Ki ata ravdimi. Ravdimi came from Eretz Yisrael to Babel. Amar, begadim she'kohen gadol meshamesh bahem. Mashuach melchama meshamesh bahem. The first hadush of the day. So there's a Kohen that's called the Mashuach melchama. So we want to know his status. They call him like a Kohen Gadol. And he takes the people out to war. If you remember, we learned in the parasha where they asked the soldiers on the field, go home, whoever planted a tree, whoever got married. So that's the Kohen that's in charge and he leads them out to war. So we want, today we're going to learn what exactly is his status. Is he really like a Kohen Gadol? So the Dimi actually said, that a Kohen Mashua Melchama is hayab to wear eight, uh, eight begadim. Now, not, not necessarily when he goes out to war. We had a big question. He can't wear begadim outside of service. But what if he goes to serve, let's say, he's a Kohen Gadol. If he wants to serve, he has to serve like a Kohen Gadol wearing Shwana begadim. Shunayimav, how do we know? Ubigdeha Kodesh, Ashid le Aharon, Yehiyu le Banav, Aharav. So the Manatura says that the holy vestments, the begadim, that Aharon Kohen wore, are going to be passed on to the children. Now, what does it have to say? Aharav. Obviously, his children are Aharav. So, Aharav is extra. So, therefore, must be coming to tell me, Lemi Sheba Begdula Aharav. Which means the second in command. Who's after the Kohen Gadol HaMeshemesh Bebet HaMikdash? The Kohen Mashiach. So, therefore, Aharav. Now, not only does Aharon wear the Begdei Kehuna, but the one that is Aharav also has to wear. The Sigan, the Sigan Kohen Gadol. Yeah, that's a Sigan that they appoint on, on, on Yom Kippur, that they appoint them, could be, that they appoint them before, that they prepare. Logically, if someone would ask me who's look second at the Rashi, command. Look at the Rashi, look at the Rashi. Well, now you know the right answer. <laughs> but look, 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 look at Rashi. Yachol yebeno shil mashua melchama na'adiyad. That's right, one before that, mashua melchama. Mashua melchama, Kohen. Right, exactly. If he comes to serve in the Beit HaMikdash, he has to wear the eight Begadim. Next, Rashi. Right, because Mashua, Mashua means it's... Uh, so Rabbi Adabar Haba has the following question. Some say Kedi is the name of Rabbi, some say Kedi means it's anonymous, that we don't know where the question is coming from. Yachol, we have a statement that says what? Yachol yehe beno shil mashuah milchama mishamesh tahtav kederik shil beno shil kohen gadol mishamesh tahtav. Do you think that there's a succession? That just like a regular Kohen Gadol, his son succeeds him. Do we say the same thing when it comes to Mashuah Melchama, that his son succeeds him? Do you think it follows the same rule? Tabud Shiva'at Yamim, Yil Basham, HaKohen Tahtab, Mibanav, Asher Yabo, El Ohel Mo'ed. So when they nominate the new Kohen Gadol, so he wears the Begadim, he has to inaugurate the Begadim. So he says he wears them for seven days. And w- w- which type of Kohen? Asher Yavo El Ohel Mo'ed. The Kohen that actually goes 
אין תו אוהל מועד. מי שראוי לבוא אל אוהל מועד. She's only the one that's able to really go into Omer to the Kodesh Kodeshim, to serve on Yom Kippurim, which is the Kohen Gadol. Now the Mashuach Melchama, although they want to call him a Kohen Gadol, but he really doesn't serve on Yom Kippurim. And therefore he doesn't have the status that his children are going to inherit his job. Vim Ita, but if you tell me that he can wear eight Begadim, Merzarazi, why can't he go into the Kodesh Kodeshim? And therefore, his children... And therefore, this children. statement is not correct. Odpam, you, Rav Dimi, want to tell me, Kohen Gadol, where's eight Dimi says, Mashuach Melchama, where's eight Begadim? Oh, it's a Begadush. So he wears eight Begadim, which means what? If he serves, he wears eight Begadim. If you wear eight Begadim, you're not going to go into the Kodesh Kodeshim. So therefore, then why then does his children not take his position? The only reason you tell me why the Kohen Meshach uh, Machamash shouldn't take his position, because it has to be the oil oil moed. And he's not the oil moed. Why is he not the oil moed? He's the oil moed. He has a begadim. That's the she'elah. So the question is right. So if you're, if you're right that he wears eight begadim, the Chaurah, this statement doesn't make sense. He is the oil moed, but his children should inherit him. And Abdimi cannot argue with the Zabraita. That's the problem. So the Gemara says, and then we'll read uh, Rashi's in a minute. Amar of Nachman, Bar Yitzchak, Hachi Ka'ama, this is the Kavana of the Brayta. Kol she'ikar meshichato le'ohel mo'ed. Which means any Kohen, uh, that his main anointment or main appointment was what? Fa'avodav ohel mo'ed. Yatsa zeh she'ikar meshichato le'melchama. Meaning, it's true he can go into the Kodesh Kodashim. If he wears the eight begadim, there's no problem. But that's not his ikar job. His ikar job is not to be an oil moed. His ikar job is to be on the battlefield. So therefore, who, which type of kohen gets succession in his children? A kohen that's ikar job is an oil moed. Although if he has to go into oil moed, he can, but that's not his ikar job. His ikar job is to be on the battlefield. So therefore, Abdimi is fine. Nabdimi that said, Kohen, Mashom, Ahamah, where's Begadim? It's established. He's fine. So now let's go over here. I guess let's read the Rashi on the bottom of the Amud Bet. Yachol ye benoshil Mashuach Mahama Meshamesh Tachtav. Yachol tehe gedulat Meshuach Mahama Yerushalayim hiyot beno kodem lekol adam. Kederech she benoshil Kohen Gadol Meshamesh Tachtav. Right? So that's a very important point. That there's, a, there's a hierarchy over here that the Kohen Gadol's son, if he's Ra'ui, he has precedent more than anybody else. He goes first. So there's Yerusha, Harun Ubanav. Resha de Braita, Hachit Hanyala Betrat Kohanim, Gabe Asirit Haifa, the Hakohena Mashiach, Eni Ela Mashiach, Mirube Begadim, Minayin, Tamudomar, Ve Hakohen. Yaho Shani Mirabe Af Meshuach Melhama, Tamudomar, Tartav, Mibanav, Misha Beno Ome Tartav. That's how you know a Kohen Gadol, his son takes over from this person. לכל <laughs> עליו אני עומד אחד, תחתיו מבניו, שבנו יהיה תחתיו. יצא זה, שאינו ראוי וכו'. דלאק כהן גדול הוא. ואם איתה... ואם איתה, בשמונה בגדים הוא משמש כל השנה, היינה ממצח הזה, דכתיב ימי הכיפורים, וכתב הכהן אשר ימשך אותו, ואשר ימלא את ידו. וכל מילוי ידיים על ידי הבגדים הוא. פסוק says, who goes into the Kodesh Kodשים? The one אשר מילא את ידו. Who is it? Hands are full? מילא ידו זה מינת. מילא ידו means that he's wearing the בגדים. So therefore, if you tell me that Dimi that the Kohen Mashuach Melchama wears the eight pegadim, he's Raoi. So why should his children be Yodesh? Bechol milui yadaim al yideh ha-begadim hu kedekhti, bu-bugdeh ha-kodesh asher la-aharon. Beautiful. Metiveh, the Gemara continues. 
משוח מלחמה אינו משמש לא בארבעה ככהן הדיוט ולא בשמונה ככהן גדול. בפירוש ברייתא. The כהן משוח actually does not wear any sort of בגדי כהונה. Not the four בגדים of a כהן הדיוט and not the eight בגדים of a כהן גדול. So the Gemara says wait. אמר לאביה, some don't have לב, but אמר לאביה, אלעזר משוויט לב? Can't be. If he's not wearing any בגדים, so what do you call him a כהן משוח? He's not a כהן, nothing, he's a זר. He's got to have some sort of בגדים. To say with no בגדים, it cannot be. אלא ככהן גדול משום איבה. ככהן אדיוט משום מעלים בקודש ולא מורידים. אלא פשר יש רילי מן התורה, he wears eight בגדים. Like רבדים, he said. רבדים is right. I swore the rabbi say he shouldn't wear eight בגדים. איבה, we don't want to offend the כהן גדול, the real כהן גדול. Somebody else is wearing eight בגדים. So ready, it can create rivalry. But he's a human being over here. We want to create rivalry, so therefore, we tell them don't wear it. Okay, good. So you don't want to wear eight, not to get the Kohen Gadol upset. Eva, let them wear Kohen Idiot. Let them wear the four. So they can't. Because when the Torah is on the high, Ma'alim Bakosh Ve'moridim. Really, supposed to wear eight. He's not going to wear eight because of Eva. So he can okay, wear four. No, but he's holding by eight. So therefore, you can't lower him. You can't demote him because when the Torah is on a level of eight. So what happens? Dungarees, I don't know what he wears. He wears uh, regular, regular begadim. Read Rashi. So, so Radim is right. So when Radim said that the Kohen Gadol, Mashuah Melchama, wears eight begadim, he meant, but the Torah, he wears eight begadim, but the Rabbi took it away because of Eva. Read Rashi. Mishum Eva, Abal Medeoraita Hazeh. That's the key. Oh, stop. So Gemara says, Amar le Rabba Dabara Habal le Rabba. והי תנא, the following תנא, the bright that we're going to learn, דלת לאיבה. He doesn't hold of איבה, ולא כמשמש. Oh, which means, you're telling me the whole reason why he doesn't wear the eight is איבה. I'm going to show you a bright that it clearly does not hold of this issue of איבה, and still he does not wear eight. So you have to give me a, another reason why he doesn't wear the eight. It cannot be איבה based on this bright. Why? What does it say in the bright of the Tanya? It's a long bright at Abotai. The following items separate a regular Kohen Hedyot from a Kohen Gadol. What are the differences? Number one, We know that if a Kohen Gadol makes a mistake in the Halakha that's punishable, so he has to be a special par. It's called a par haba. The Kohen Gadol brings a par. If a regular Jew would make that mistake, he would bring a sa'ir. So it's a special korban of atonement that only the Kohen Gadol wears. Brings, I'm sorry. The Kohen Hedyot does not bring the par. We know that already. The par hatat that the Kohen Gadol has to pay for from his own money. That's mechaper. That's only brought by the Kohen Gadol. That's the part of Yom Kippurim. That's exclusive mincha that the Kohen Gadol brings every day. Furthermore, if a relative dies, the Kohen Gadol does not grow his hair. Kohen Idiot does. Kohen Gadol does not rip his garments in Kiri'ah. He does rip his garments a little at the bottom, at the hem. Which means when rips, he rips regular by the neckline. Kohen Gadol does not metame even to his relatives, whereas the Kohen Hediot is metame to the seven close relatives as written in Parashat Emor. Kohen Gadol is commanded to marry Davka, a virgin betula, umuzar ala almana. And there's a lot to say, he's not allowed to marry almana, where Kohen Yod is allowed to. Furthermore, umazir et arotseyah. If arotseyah goes to Eid Miklat, the Kohen Gadol in his death allows the inmates in Eid Miklat to be free, but not the death of a Kohen Yod. Umakriv onen. The Kohen Gadol is able to actually bring korbanot even if he's in a state of aninut, which is the death 
of his relative before the actual burial. But even the Kohen Gadol, well, he can makriv onen, but he's not able to eat the korbanot during aninut. That, in that sense, they're equal to Kohen Hediot. They're going to be eating Kadashim Ba'aninut. Ve'eno cholek. Furthermore, he doesn't even get a portion of the Korban for him to eat after the Aninut is over. That means they don't even uh, divvy it up when he is onen. Ve'notel cholek berosh. The Kohen Gadol also is cholek uh, berosh, means he can serve whatever he wants. He can walk into the Beit HaMittash at any time and say, I'm being, I want to be in the Korbanot today. He is the... Uh, the, the boss to override any other mishmar, any other people that are servicing, <coughs> he already is notel berosh. Uh, and he could also take any, uh, uh, actually, notel chalik berosh means he could take whatever pieces he wants from the korbanot first when they're dividing it up. And makriv chalik berosh is what I just told you. That if he wants to be makriv at any time, he can. Umeshamesh pushona keri. Obviously, the Kohen Gadol wears eight begadim. That if he goes into the Beit HaMikdash, uh, because oh, he eats the Korbanot, he does not get the same punishment as everybody else. Obviously, all the Avodah that's done on Yom Kippur can only be done by the Kohen Gadol. Rabotai, we didn't mention Kohen Mashuach yet. These are all the differences between Kohen Gadol and Kohen Hediot. Let's take a break and let's read the Rashi's here for a second just to catch up. <clears throat> uh, yeah, you can read from Par Kohen Mashiach, Log Garcin, and Dahainu. Dahainu Par Haba Al Koha Mitzvot, Kohen Mashiach Shehatabe Halem Dabar, the Asad Daba Shehayarim Al Zedono Karet, Nebi Par. Kohen Gadol would bring a pot if he made a mistake in the halakha, but a Kohen Gadol would bring a sa'ir, or for that matter, he would bring a sa'ir. Okay. Right. <laughs> he has to be ra'ui at that time of the halukah. Not that he'll take it and be ra'ui that night. At the time they're dividing it, he has to be ra'ui. He's on end, that's ra'ui. telling the differences between hediot and... Yeah, we're getting there, we're getting there. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We don't need it for this part. We need it for the part two. Okay, I am Okay, now let's continue. So now the Gemara comes along and says, V'chulam, all these things that we just said, these distinctions, Nohagod b'merubah begadim. Mazemirubah begadim. Till now we were talking about a Kohen Mashuach. What does a Kohen Mashuach mean? That he was anointed with Shemin HaMishcha. However, in the times of King Yoshia, they took the Shemin HaMishcha and they hid it. At that point, how did the Kohen Gadol become distinct? Only by wearing eight begadim. They didn't have Shem Namishcha. So he's called the Mirubah Begadim. So the Mirubah Begadim is the same Humrot uh, that we said, the same laws that we just said. Because there the Torah says, Mashiach. And therefore, since he wasn't anointed, he does not bring a par if he transgressed one of those Mitzvot. And he brings a Sa'ir. Rashi, Mirubah Begadim. 
כהנים גדולים ששימשו מיום שנגנז שמן המשחה, שלא היה להם הקהר לכהונה גדולה, אלא בריבוי בגדים. חוץ מפן הבעל כה המצוות, משיח כתיבה. So we have a question that she says. Oh, because it says Mashiach by Parabah Kol HaMetzvot, it says the word Mashiach by Asili Ta'ifa. So the Chaurah, the Kohen Meruba Begadim, should not bring the Asili Ta'ifa either? No. Right, we have a, we have a, we have a Ribui. Ve'ha-Kohen comes to teach me, he brings the Asli Ta'ifa. Oh, but it says the word Ve'ha-Kohen also. So why don't you make the Ribui there also? It's וכולן נוהגות במשוח שעבר. מה זה משוח שעבר? That's a Kohen that was appointed to be the Kohen Gadol. And then let's say he got uh, disqualified uh, temporarily. And then what? Now uh, they had to put somebody else in his place. They put a substitute. Now when the original Kohen comes back, the substitute has the same status. They don't demote him. He's still a Kohen. Gadol, he's called the Kohen Sha'avah. That means he substituted, then the original guy came back. The substitute is called the Kohen Sha'avah. Except for one thing. The Kohen Sha'avah does not bring the part of Yom Kippurim, it doesn't bring the Asiri Ta'ifa. Rashi. ולאחר זמן חזר ראשון לעבודתו ועבר זה ממשיחיותו, כולן נוהגות פה. חוץ? חוץ מפעל יום הכיפורים מעשיהפה, שהם חובה כבועה, ואחד אמר רחמנא תתקרא ולא שניים. They do not apply to the Kohen Mashuach Melchama. Chutzah mechamisha devarim ha'amurim b'parasha. Only the five things that are mentioned in the laws of the Kohen Gadol apply to Mashuach Melchama. And therefore, what are they? Mashuach Melchama. Lo poreya, he does not grow his hair. Velo porem, he does not rip on the avelut. Velo metamel nekroba, he doesn't... Defile himself to his relatives. Umitzuve ala betula, umuzar ala almana. Ve mazir etarotzayah. Kedavre Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda says he has another item. He also was mazir etarotzayah in his death from Ir Miklat. Dachamim omrim eno mazir. Okay, that's a separate machloket. Ayin sham in masechet makot. What is he over here? That this tana. Holds that what that all the things that are noheg with a kohen gadol are noheg with a kohen gadol sha'avar. Not talking about the mashuah melchama. The kohen gadol sha'avar was the substitute that now lost his position because the original guy came back. So what do we say about the substitute? He's equal to the kohen gadol and everything, including wearing what eight begadim. That means obviously this tana doesn't care about evar. That's what we're just showing you. That from this whole long brayta, you see what he doesn't care about eva because now you have two kohanim gedolim that are wearing eight pegadim. Oh, he's not worried about eva. So now we're back to the question that what the mashua milchama we're saying what does not wear eight pegadim because you told me over is only similar to the kohen gadol and what in the five items. However, if he doesn't, why shouldn't he wear eight begadim? Men Torah, according to Rav Dimi, we said, why he should wear eight begadim? The only reason why he doesn't because of Eva. But if you don't hold of Eva, so let him wear the eight. Men Torah, there's a queen. Yes. Ella, why? You tell me Eva. Okay, but if you don't hold of Eva, so what's the problem? So the Gemara says, what do you mean, doesn't say? Yeah, but if he's letting him wear eight begadim. When he goes to the Beit HaMikdash, no, I think we're eight begadim. Right, but it's... If he wants to serve, if he wants to serve, he can. But he's got to serve at eight begadim. So the other Kohen Gadol says, hey, I'm not the Kohen Gadol over here. 
So the Gemara says, now unbelievable psychology, this Gemara. The Gemara says, Kilet le'eva b'tikebate b'dezutar mine itle. I'm not jealous that the Gemara says am I equal. But I don't want a guy who's under me wearing eight big Substitute. Which means the substitute is equal to me. Which means he took my job, he's equal to me. He's already wearing gadol. On a regular equal that he wears eight big no eva. But you could say there's eva on a subordinate. The kohen mashom not the kohen gadol in the same status. So therefore, on a subordinate, there is eva. So therefore, that's why we don't tell him to wear big so Even this rabbi doesn't know the eva. It's only no eva between equals. But between non-equals, there would be eva. Rashi. Ha'amorim parasha. This, 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 this that she's just saying that all the things that are written in the perasha of the Kohen Gadol apply to Kohen Mashuach Melchama, which are the two hours and the marriages. Okay, doesn't mean only Here's the key. Here's the key now. She doesn't sort why not? If there's no Eva, let him wear the eight begadim. Answer. Kilet le Eva. Betekavate. Mashuach Shabbat Gado. Hayat Moto. Aba Mashuach Mahamal. Dizutad mine. Hoshesh le Eva. Where do you? That's an amazing thing. So therefore, we, and we have to be concerned not getting the Kohen Gadol upset. Why is he wearing begadim like me and so on and so forth? Well, it can create uh, tension, it can create something. I know you guys are already a program. Oh, what do you mean? It's me, Sadiq, it's all It's me, Dot. Everybody has issues. You think, well, quite a How do you say that? You got to be human also. This is facts. Yamara says, Yativ Rabbi Abahu. Rabbi Abahu is sitting. Till now, we only had one rabbi, Rabdimi. Rabdimi was the opening sugya. Rabdimi said, Kohem Ashua Melama has to wear the A or can wear the now we're going to have a uh, um, they're going to relay over this halakha that a queen was a pegadim, but not from Rav Dimi. They're going to relay it from a different rabbi, and there's going to be a reaction. So he said it over. So what happened? So the Amin and Rabbi they turned their face on Rabbi as if to say. He never said that. Don't, don't, he quoted Rabbi Hanan, Rabbi Hanan never said something. But they didn't want to say the Firush. So they just turned their heads away from him to show that they're not uh, happy with that uh, statement. One of these. Right, it's exactly. Ika de Amre. Some say, Rabbi Hiyabar Abba Amala. Some say it was Rabbi Hiyabar Amma that said, said it in the name of Rabbi Hanan. And Vadirinu Rabbi Amir Rabbi Aseh Le Apayu. So the Gabra says, Matkifla Rapapa. Bishlama Rabbi Abahu. If it was Rabbi Abahu, which is the first version, that was saying it, so I understand Mishum Yikara Debe Kesar. They didn't want to tell, why, why didn't you tell them straight out? You're wrong! Ah, and because Rabbi Abahu was connected to the Be Kesar, to the Caesar. So it wouldn't be respectful to tell them straight out, hey, you misquoted Rabbi Hanan. So they did it in a, you know. In, Turning their face was. Exactly. Was Turning their face. Way of right, the sure. They could have told them straight out. What are you sure. talking about? And they didn't say that. They turned their head away as if to show disapproval. But in a, so the Abba, I understand why they turned their face away out of respect because they had connections to the Bekisar. However, Tell them straight out. And that's it. Rashi. <laughs> 
וביאבאו חשוב היה בבית המלך, כדאמנינא במסכת חגיגה. נשוא פנים, הוא זה מה שהיה כגון. ביאבאו, בקיסר, בסנהדרין נמי אמינא דרפקי, אמהתא דבקיסר לאפה ומשרולה. נמלו לממד. בהדיה. בהדיה, Nishal Itmar. Oh, he changed the whole subject. This whole deen that we said regarding the Mashu'ah Muhammad that he was the eight Begadim, like a Kohen Gadol, was not said the Gabes serving. Well, that wasn't the issue. He doesn't wear eight Begadim when he serves. He doesn't serve. If he serves, he might have to wear four Begadim. He doesn't wear eight Begadim. And the question was, when they asked the Kohen Mashiach Muhammad questions from the Urim V'tumim, there he has to be wearing eight begadim. Only when he's nish'al. That's it. Nish'al itmar. That's the whole suya. Nish'al. Because sometimes the queen, they ask him questions. He's in war. There's the Urim V'tumimah. So you can only ask him when he's wearing eight begadim. Tanya na me'ache begadim shu gadol meshamesh behen mashu ha'melchman nish'al bahen. Not queen mashu ha'melchman oved bahen. Or mesharet bahen. Really the queen mashu is not mesharet behen begadim. The whole sugyah over the way this version is learning it is nishal behem. Rashi changes the whole thing. Ki ata rabin amad lav meshamesh bahen itmar ela nishal bahen itmar. Begadim shikohen gadol meshamesh bahen meshuach melchama nishal bahen kishi yotzel melchama nishal beurim betumim shehamelech nishal bo bahen. Beautiful. There's no word. Right. There's no word. Play close. Tanu rabana. Now we get to the how the urim betumim works. So the Braita says, Ketzad Joanim. What was the protocol when they would go stand in front of the Urimit Tumim and they would ask questions? Hashu'el panav kelapen nish'al. So first of all, you have to be facing the Kohen. Panim keneged panim. The Shu'el keneged the nish'al. Vanish'al panav kelapen shekhinah. And the Kohen, his face is keneged where? Shekhinah. Where's the Shekhinah? In the Urimit Tumim. The Shema Meforash is where? On the breastplate. So he's looking down. Kalapeb, Shekhina. Hashu'el Omer. Now he's giving a mashal. This is just a mashal of how it would play out. Hashu'el asked the following question. Erdof achareh ha-gedud It's a walker question. Should we chase this gedud? Should we chase this, uh, this band? This army? Ve'anish'al Omer. Ko aman Hashem. Alev ha-atzlach. So says Hashem, yes, go. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, en sadiq lomar ko amar Hashem. Ela wat, alev atzlach. We know it's coming from Hashem. You don't have to say ko amar Hashem. Just say, alev atzlach. He doesn't have to say it both. Rashi. Hashoel melech or abedin. Like we learned in the Mishnah, not everybody has rights to ask questions to live to me. Melech, abedin, whoever the sibur needs. פניו כלפי נשאל, כלפי כהן, כלפי שכינה, כלפי אורים ותומים, בשם המפורש שבתוך החושך. מה, איזה שכינה? שכינה זה כלפי, איזה שכינה? שאל לא. אוקיי, גמרא קטינוס. יס. שאלה מצוינת. המשנה said only questions that are נוגע to the Sibur. Can ask him... Uh, uh, no, but that's Kohen Gadol. You could ask him. Where were the Mishnah to say that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think you would have done, I didn't think you would have fact-checked me. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbi, I, thought, I, think I read last night that Rambam holds that the Kohen Gadol was turned... His back When you ask the Kohen the question, you don't do it in a loud voice so other people are able to hear it. Yeah, Shalim Bekol, Shene'emar, Vesha'alo, 
Sha'alom meaning the question is to him, to the Kohen Gadol, as if to say he's the only one that he is the question. Velo me'arher belibo. Now he's also not able to me'arher. Ma'zeh me'arher. She'ne'emar v'sha'alom if na'ashem. Now, you can be me'arher, technically, the whole thing is the Shekhinah. So the Shekhinah knows what you're thinking. So you can just stand in front of the Kohen and contemplate, and all of a sudden the thing will start to light up. But no, it cannot be done through hirhur. She'ne'emar v'sha'alom. It has to be verbalized. And then it says, So wait, you're not supposed to say it loud. You're not supposed to say it. Let, let's say would be literally. So it has to be something between and what's that done? In a low whisper. The example would be How did Hana pray? Which means it was in a light whisper. Of course, it was not uh, thinking. She said it, but it's Palel, she actually said it. She was able to hear herself? I forgot. Right. It was a whisper that she, only she was able to hear it. So in this case, it would be like the Amidah. It says law. It says law. He, he has to hear Right. It. So that's what we're saying. So it has to be verbalized enough that the Quran can hear it. Right. That's she. Right. As, oppo- as opposed to reading it without any uh, voice coming out. No voice has to come out like Hanaz Tefillah. But a little louder because the. the read that shit, read that shit. Visha'alo, mashma lo libado. Mashma lo libado. She'en shomea elahu. Eno mehaher belibo. Ela yosibis fatav mashahu shoel. Shneemar, visha'alo, bemishpat haurim. Usamichle, al piv yesu, keribe hachi. Visha'alo ha shoel al piv. Oh, you see, see, he's learning the, the, the question, the, the pasuk over here. So it says in the pasuk, the full pasuk is, mm-hmm. Normally we learn what? The base arm of the Urim Vitumim says, and the Kohen Gadol interprets, you go out to war, you don't go out to war. But the Rashi is coming over here. That learned the end of the pasuk alpiv is going back in the beginning of the pasuk. alpiv, which means with his with his mouth, as opposed to irul. devarim befiv. It's a different way of making a derasha on this pasuk over here. The Gemara continues and shoalim shne devarim keehad. Oh, this is a protocol. You can't ask two items to the Kohen Gadol at the same time. One question at a time. Ve'im sha'al en mahazirin ela ehat. Unbelievable. They punish the guy. He has two questions. They only answer one. Ve'en mahazirin no ela rishon. And they only answer his first question. Shnei emar. This was the famous story of David when he was running away from Shaul. He was running away from Shaul. So what? He wanted to know, number one, is uh, Shaul going to run to the city of Ke'ilah? And is the people in Ke'ilah going to turn him over? So it's two questions. So first of all, am I in trouble from Shaul? Is Shaul going to catch me in Ke'ilah? And if so, are they going to turn me over? So the Yamada says... He asked, Are the people of Ke'ilah going to hand me over to him? And then he also asked, <laughs> Is he going to come down to Ke'ilah? That's two questions. Now God answered the second question. That what? He's coming down. That's all he answered. You just gave me a rule. That when you're not supposed to ask two questions, but if you do, they're only going to ask you, Answer your first question. Here we answer this second question. So the Gemara is going to say that they answered the question that he should have asked first. The first question is you have to say, is he going to come down there? And then if he's going to come down there, they're going to give me over to him. So therefore, they, can, they answered what he should have asked. They corrected him on that also. The Gemara says, Right? We just said they only answered the first. David asked out of order. But they answered them, that what? Shaul is indeed going down to Ke'ilah. 
וכיוון שידע ששאלת שלא כסדר, when he realized he asked out of order, they answered only one of his questions, חזר ושאלת כסדר. And then he repeated. And what did he do? שנאמר, היסגירו בעלי קעילה אותי ואת אנשי ביד שאול, to repeat the question again. Are they going to give me over? ויאמר השם, יסגירו. The answer was what? יסגירו, that what? They are going to give him over. Rashi. Read Rashi on the bottom. שני דברים. שני דברים כאחד, אלא לאחר שהשיבו לו על הראשון, שואל לו על השני. Right. You have to wait until they answer before you set this to the next question. You can't just pose all your questions at one time. Get the answer? Move on. שלא כסדר, היה לו לשאול הילד שאול, היה סגירוני, לפיכך השיבוהו על הראוי לשאול ראשון. חזק, beautiful. What's the Sarche Sibur is David was a in line to be the Melech. Maybe he knew it. So therefore that's considered Sarche Sibur if Shaul was trying to kill him. David also was a warrior. When Shaul was good with him, he was fighting for Sibur. He was fighting. He fought Kodiat. He fought just there was always a Mahlok between him and Shaul. When things were good, he was fighting for the wars of Klai, said David. David was a warrior before he became the, the king. So Kandir, David's life is totally... Uh, and he had men with him. He had 600 men with him. He had a lot of people with him. So it wasn't Stam, it was a sort of Sibur. Which means, let's say it's Sha'at al-Dahak, like we have a case now, where you guys are under, under tremendous pressure, and he's got to ask the questions quickly, and he doesn't have time to ask a question. Wait, because it's a time. You have to wait for an answer, ask a second question. So if there's a pressure, then you can ask two questions, and they'll answer you right away. And the Uriva team will give you both answers. This was talking about over here that he was in the city of Siklag, David, and he had 600 men with him. And what happened? Some bandits or terrorists from Amalek came in the middle of the night or whatever, where they burnt down his houses and they took his uh, families, the families as, in capti- in, in, as captives. So all of a sudden, they found them and they started to run with them. So now they needed to get a quick answer. Do we chase them? And if we chase them, are we going to be victorious? So you can't ask one at a time. If you're going to delay, they ran away. So therefore, in that case over there, since it was a time-sensitive issue, he was able to ask two questions and get the answers right away. It's the Siklag. That's the story of Siklag. That's the place. Okay. Amazing. Even though when Abi says something, and Nabi's words can, can change. The classic example is Yonah. Yonah in Nineveh said, Be'od arba'im yon And what happened after 40 days? It didn't. They made Teshuvah. So the words of the Nabi are undone. It's no problem. So they, they can be said conditional. However, When the Urim v'Turim is posek, a ruling, it's conclusive. Shene emar, that urim is like mishpat. When you go to a court and the court makes a ruling, finish. The ruling is the ruling. It's not undone. So they put called mishpat urim. That's it. Kizerat nabi chozeret kigon shel Yonah ben Amitai. Shneemad mishpat kedin sheino chozeret. That's right. It's like a din. Lama nekrashim urim v'tumim. Why do we call it the urim v'tumim? Urim is melashon or. Shemeidim et devrehem. Their words are illuminating, bright, they're clear. Vetumim shemeshalmim et devrehem. Which means what? Their words are kayam. They come true, whatever they say. Vim tomar. What do you mean they come true? Well, don't you know the story of Giv'at bin Yamin? Mepene malo heshlimu. Remember the story of Pelegish bin Giv'at? There was a story in the Navi that what? There was a guy from uh, Benjamin 
and he came down with his pilegish, and they abused her the whole night, and she died, and now uh, it was a it was a terrible uh, terrible thing. And what happened? So Bnei Yisrael wanted to go to war against Binyamin uh, because they did this to this uh, pilegish. So what happened? They went to the Urim Vitumim. It sounds like the Urim Vitumim told them, go, and they went, they lost. So here you see that the Urim Vitumim's words don't necessarily come true. That's the Gemara's question. They went to Urim Vitumim, should we go? And then they did three times actually. And went again, should we go? You go. They went, they lost again. So they went, what do you mean? You just told me that the Urim Vitumim gives you conclusive advice. And over here they gave him the wrong advice. And the Gemara is going to answer because they didn't ask the right questions. The Urim Vitumim is very, very sensitive. You have to ask it the right question and you get the right answer. But if you ask a vague question, should we go? Yeah, go. When you say you're going to win. <laughs> you didn't ask if you're going to win. You say, go, you go. <laughs> so therefore, since they didn't ask the question correctly, the Urim Vitumim was Mashlim. They answered the question. They didn't say anything wrong. So the Gemara is going to say that. They were going to say, "Hem shelo bihanu." They were not clear. Im lenatzayah or lehinatzayah. They didn't ask, "Are we going to win? Or are we going to get beaten? Or are we going to lose?" Ubaharonash bihanu. The last time, the third time they asked, then already they got smart. They said, "Let us phrase the question a little differently over here." Then already they were even to me answer them. Shnei emar, sorry. Ubaharonash bihanu hiskimu. Then what? It answers them, yes, we agree, go fight. And you'll smash the Hashem. This is the third time. In front of the Aaron. Should we continue or should we stop? Which basically is saying is, will we win, will we win or not? Yes, you're going to win now. So finally, when they phrase it right, they got the right answer. That's she. Right. Meaning it's a clear answer. It's not vague. Urim, meaning it's illuminating. It's not... Mefarshim, it's beferush. It's explicit. It's not a vague answer. It's not the great. Black and white. Yes, no. Right. Right. It's conclusive. Right, all they asked the, all, all was, yeah, <laughs> But we lost. Do we, do we say you know Win or lose, we didn't discuss, because you didn't ask. Wow. Very good. So now the Gemara comes along and says, Now we want to know practically how does the Uni Vitumim work? How does, it, uh, how does it give the answers? Wow. The letters that were on the Uni Vitumim actually would start to protrude. They would protrude out. So not only would they light, they would protrude out the letters. The Shakish Amar Mitzdarfot. Wow, the letters actually would pop out of their sockets and move, move and create words. Mr. Fort, they would actually create Sidufe Otiyot. Rashi. Boltot, ha Otiyot Boltot, Kegon Ayin Mishimon, Lamed Milevi, He Me Yehuda. That's an Ale. Lomar Ale. Right. right, it stays in its place and he just calculates. But the other rabbi says, no. Actually, bullet in the air, maybe, and they just create they a out right. Yeah, well, it's, it's a type of a miracle. The Gemara says, "Well, you have a problem." In the it has the names of the tribes. There is no tzaddi in the names of the tribes. So how can you say "lenatzeyah"? You're going to win. There's no tzaddi, so therefore you're missing some of the letters. <laughs> so the Gemara says, or oh, Hatzel Tatzil. You can't say any word that has a tzaddi in it, you're not going to be able to pronounce. Amar of Shubar Yitzchak, Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Ketiv Sham. It also has the names of Avotenu, Akedoshim. Abraham, Yitzchak, so the tzaddi is in Yitzchak. Vehai, lo Ketiv, Tet. It doesn't have the letter Tet. So what do you do with that? 
The Amara says now, Amarav Achabar Yaakov Shiftei Yeshurun Ketisham. It also mentions the words Shiftei Yeshurun and defines the Tet. So therefore, all the letters are accounted for. Rashi. Right, we're going to get it something from. You got it from the Yitzhak. <coughs> now we get to the last point. Metive, kol kohen, she'eno medaber beruah hakodesh, ushchina shore alav, en sho'alin bo. Wow. So for the Urimitrim to work, you have to have a Kohen Gadol that already has Ruach HaKodesh himself and the Shekhinah is Shoreh with him. Then you're ready, the Urim Betumim will work. However, Shehareh, Sha'al Tzadok, Tzadok was one of the Kohenim Gedolim, and they, he asked in the Urim Betumim, Ve'altalo, Eviatar, however, asked in the Urim Betumim, Ve'lo'altalo, Shene'emar, as the Bazook says, Ve'ya'al Eviatar, Atom Kola'am, which means he retired. Vayyal means when he saw that he couldn't get his answers from the Urim V'tumim, he just, um, he realized that what? That he doesn't have the Shekhinah with him, obviously. So therefore they retired him. David put him in, uh, in, in a replacement. Who did he replace Vayyatar with? Tzadok HaKohen. Now hold it. If you're telling me that the letters come out, it's the Urim V'tumim. What do I care? The Kohen's stature. It's not the Kohen's Ruach HaKodesh that's giving the answer. It's the Unim V'tumim that's giving the answer. So what does it depend on the Kohen's stature? Of, it's, 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 it's the machine that works. They have a machine that has the letters on it with the, uh, with, with, with the Shema Meforash. Part of the energy that energizes the Hoshin is the Shekhinandru HaKodesh that is generated from the Kohen Gadol himself. That's like the battery. So therefore without that... It doesn't work. It needs a siyua. So the siyua is the Kohen Gadol himself. Rashi. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's Obviously, it seems that you asked the Urim a question, but ultimately it's going to be the Ruach HaKodesh of the Kohen that's going to give the answer. What do you mean? Just told me the Urim gives the answer. So the Havamina was that the Kohen Gadol is carrying fig- it, and, this is and he figures right it out, now. and he has to figure it out. Again, the Zohar Kadosh even says that when they would ask the Kohen Gadol a question, his face would light up. You see the light start coming over. The light of the Kohen Gadol would start to, to, to be bright. And everybody he knew that the answer was a positive answer. So we said that we only asked the Melech or the Abedin. Now, who was that referring to? This person was talking about when Yeshua bin Nun, who was considered like the Melech, he stood in front of the Kohen. So, therefore, you see what? Yeshua is a deen of a Melech. Who? Who's the who in the Pasuk? Because the Pasuk says, Who? Uh, that based on whatever the Univitumim says, they will go out to war. Who will go out to war? Who? Who's the who? Yoshua, who's considered the Melech. That's referring to the Mashua that goes out to war, Bene Israel. That's referring also to the. So those are the people that obviously stand in front of the Univitumim. Rashi. Who is the Melech? The Hab Yoshua Mishtaikra. Right, and who's that? That's already the, the king. The king, the whole Klaisel is dependent on him. Why? Because they go out to war. So there were only somebody that B'nai Yisrael is talui like the Melech or Sanhedrin, let's say, that they make these rulings for Klai Israel, they're able to uh, ask the question to the, uh, the Sanhedrin. Who is Yoshua as the king? Who was it? I don't know who it was. Whoever it was. 
course, the pasuk says, "Al piv yabo hu v'chol bnei said eto." Who went out to war? Yeshua goes out to war. What the Kohen Mashua Melchama? What the Sanhedrin? So therefore, they all are receiving the answers. So it's a, it's, it's a question that's asked for the Sorech of Klai Yisrael. It's a question of war, and it just tells who goes out to war. The Bnei Yisrael goes out to war with the Mashua Melchama, and then it says V'chol Aedas referring to the Sanhedrin. Okay. Adran Alach, Bado, Kohen, Gadol. Now, about time we get to the last parak of the Masechet, the eighth parak, and now we finally get to some of the laws that are applying to human The Seder of Masechet Yoma is a very uh, clean Seder. Tosafot tells us the, the Seder so you know exactly why we waited to the end to give us the practical laws of Yom Kippur. So the top Tosafot says, Yom Kippurim, Seder of Masechta, Tehilan Nakat Zayin Yamin. Kodem Yom Kippurim, Vadar Nakat Lel Yom Kippur, Vadar Nakat Sedra Vodat Yom, Vajda Nakat Elchota Yom Lanusu Veter. Follow the beautiful order. We start seven days before Kippur. That's how the Masechet began. Shavah Yamim Kodem. And then we discuss Lel Kippur, what was done that night. And then we discuss Sedra Avodah of Yom Kippur. And now we get to the Alachot Yisu Veter of Yom Kippur itself. So that is the Sedra of the Mishnah. Matnitin. Yom Kippurim. Asur ba'akhila, b'shtiya, u'b'l'chitza, u'b'sikha, u'b'niyat ha-sandal, u'b'tashmit shamita. So Yom Kippurim is asur to eat, drink, bathe, anoint, wear shoes, and tashmit shamita is marital relations. Rashi. Yom Kippurim asur ba'akhila, b'shtiya b'chulay, b'fresh b'gemara, t'chol hane ikru inui. Which is, Shtiya and Achila is one. But the point is, the Torah doesn't say don't eat. The Torah just says, So therefore we learn that it's under the subject of afflicting yourself. And these are the five Inuyim. A king is able to wash his face. The pasuk says, Melech You have to see the king in his beauty. And the kala, that's a new bride, within 30 days of a marriage, she's also able to wash her face and not to look nice in front of her new husband. Haya is a lady that just gave birth also within 30 days. If she doesn't wear shoes, the, 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 the ground is cold and she gets sick. Then all it has sandal. She can wear sandal. There's a machloka what does it mean, achamim osim? Are they only osir on the haya or they osir on the kala and the melech as well? We'll see that. Ha'ochel If a person eats on kippur, the size of a kotevet gasa. Maze kotevet. Kotevet is a date. Maze gasa, a big date. And the Gemara says, or the Mishnah says, Its size with its spit. We'll see what that means in the Gemara. That's the Shi'ud of Akhila. Now normally the Shi'ud of Akhila is Kezayit. Whenever the Torah says don't eat, all the Shi'udim of the Torah are the Kezayit. So why is Yom Kippurim Shi'ud of Kotevet Gasa? Because as I told you before, it does not say in the Torah don't eat on Kippur. It says, And until you eat a shi'ur of kotevet gasa, it's still considered inui. When are you relieved from inui? Only after you ate kotevet. If it would have said, don't eat, it would have been a kazai, like every other eating. But here it doesn't say don't eat. It says you have to afflict yourself. So if you eat less than a kotevet gasa, you're still considered afflicted. And the shi'ur is less or more than a kazai? More than a kazai. So therefore... Even if you ate less, more than a kezai, you're still considered being afflicted. However, once you eat already a kakotevet, you're not considered afflicted. Vashotem melo lugmav. Melo lugmav is a cheekful hayav. Kol ha'ochli mitztarfim nekakotevet. All food stuff can be mitztaref. That means if you have two different foods, each one on its own does not have a shiur of a kakotevet. 
However, together, it has a shiur, so that's a shiur, it's mistadev. V'chol ha-mashkim mitzarfim, the same thing, different liquids, kemi mitzarev. Limlo lugmat, rishur emelo lugmat. Ha-okhel v'shotev, en mitzarfim. But you cannot be mitzarev, food and drink. That means if you have uh, a little food and a little drink, or together it's mitzarev, but, it's, uh, but it, to the shiur, it's not. Only okhel v'okhel, v'shtiyah v'shtiyah. Rashi. that what? It's going back on uh, all these things. It's not only saying that the haya, but he's saying melech, kala, haya, they all have dispensation. Now the Gemara begins. Gemara says, Asur. You told me what in the beginning of the Mishnah, Yom Kippurim Asur Ba'akhila. Asur sounds like what? Okay, it's forbidden, but not karet. Uh, Asur sounds like it's uh, Isur. But then you tell me what? Anosh karetu. What's more than asur? You don't use the word asur. That's not punishable by karet. Hayav karet if you eat on Yom Kippur. Or you can Yom Kippur. So the Mishnah uses lashon. Asur, and sometimes hayav. Karet. Yomara says, and we know how we know it's karet. Pasuk. Venechreta. Nefeshai. Ama Rabbi Ila. Ve'etim Rabbi Yemiya. Lo nitzka ela. Nahatsi shi'ur. Aha. Let's say a person eats Less than the shi'ud that's prescribed by the Torah. Which means, less than the hatsi kotevet. If call that hatsi shi'ud. Hatsi shi'ud doesn't mean actually half. It means less than the prescribed shi'ud. We call that hatsi shi'ud. The point is, less than the shi'ud, you're not going to be hayat karet. You're only hayat karet on kotevet. However, less than the shi'ud is still going to be asur. Now, I'm not sure if it's to be asum in a Torah or asum in a banan. That we're going to see in a second. But we answered our question. The question was, you cannot use the word asur on something that's hayat karet. And the answer is, it's not hayat karet, the Mishnah. The beginning of the Mishnah, where you, where you ate less than the shur of hayat karet, which is called hatsi shi'ur. That's she. La hatsi shi'ur, kegon pachot mikotebet hagasa. See, that she answered the question just now. That she answered the question. When it says hatsi shi'ur, it's not davka, it's pachot. Beautiful. Correct, correct, correct. So now the Gemara comes on and says, Haniha Lemanda Amar Hatsi Shi'ur Asur Mina Torah. When the Torah comes along and says, you can't eat Haylev. What's the Shi'ur? Kezayat. Beautiful. That we know. All the Shi'urim and Torah be Kezayat. Akhila. Now, what is the Torah's opinion if you eat less than a Kezayat? I don't know, Torah mentioned Akhila. So there's an opinion that says, Hatsi Shi'ur is actually Asur min Torah. Where? So look at that she now. La Hatsi Shi'ur, Hatsi Shi'ur. Even less. Now, what's only going to be the nafkamina? You're not going to get malkut. But to get malkut, you have to eat the shi'ur. If you don't eat the shi'ur, you have to make the shuvah, an isur of the Torah. But there's an opinion that says, Therefore, if you ate less than a kotevet on Yom Kippur, it's mutar. So how can the Mishnah say, Asur? If you... 
If you're telling me what, as he should assume in a Torah, then the Mishnah makes perfect sense. Yom Kippurim Asur Bachidah Abshtiyah. That's assume in a Torah. But if you're telling me it's mutam in a Torah, how does the Mishnah come along and say Asur? Gemara says, Ma'ikam Ad Itmar. We have the Ma'loket. Why did the Mishnah say Asur? And the Gemara answers, Therefore, when the Mishnah says, It means Asur Midrabanan. According to the Shlakish, according to Yohanan, the Mishnah means Asur Midrabanan. That's she. She Asur Midrabanan, umatniti nami Midrabanan kamar. Now, really, the next uh, piece is all uh, connected when you get into Shavuah. So we'll stop over here.